Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Today's guest on iPodcast AGCMO is Russ Signorino. Russ is the program director for the Building Union Diversity Program, otherwise known as BUD. So Russ, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself for as far as your background professionally and how you ended up getting to where you are today as the program director for okay. bud i've been involved in workforce development for most of my work life i worked for the state of missouri for 18 and a half years working in the employment office and i used used to be the guy that did the employment and unemployment information in st louis which they don't have anymore mm-hmm. i did that for a long time and then I, I did three and a half years of workforce development for St. Louis County. And then I went to United Way, where I was the vice president in charge of their research department. What, did, what sort of things did they research? Oh, we, we looked at a lot of different issues that impact the St. Louis metropolitan area, such as poverty, the aging of the population, all that kind of stuff, including mm-hmm. the workforce, what was going, on, was going on in the workforce. And then when I um, left United Way, I ran, a, um, I ran a nonprofit here in the St. Louis metropolitan area, which I actually was one of the group that started it when I was at United Way that did free tax preparation for low-income families here in the St. Louis. And they're still around. They're a big organization. They do 10,000 tax returns Wow! Uh, here in St. Louis. In fact, it's going on right now. Anybody that's interested can call the United Way 211 line to find out about it. Mm-hmm. Great service all done by volunteers, and I did that for nine years. And so then I was getting ready to retire from there, and the gentleman who was the program director for Bud, who's actually a few years older than me, so if he's listening, I'm just mentioning that. (laughs) Uh, He says, "Uh, would you like to do this? Get back, just focusing on workforce development. It's only a part-time job. I said, yeah, sure, I could do that. Well, it's been much more than a part-time job, and I love it. So I've been doing it now for almost three years. Tell me about the Building Union Diversity Program, where it came from, what it is now. Okay. About six, a little bit over six years ago, some of the unions and some of the, some of the contractors got together and started looking at the changing demographics in the St. Louis area. They knew they could no longer just depend on white males filling the jobs in the, in the construction industry, especially in the trades. Mm-hmm. They also knew that there was a, a growing uh, requirement when they signed the contracts that a certain percentage of their labor force has to be either people of color or minority or women. So if you are historically dependent on attracting white males, usually through families because their grandfather was a carpenter, your dad was a carpenter, you're going to be a carpenter. How are you going to tap into the new the new workforce? And so they put a program together, which initially was seven or eight weeks, to bring in new people, get them as familiar as they can, 
during that seven to eight weeks with the construction industry and the careers, not jobs, but the careers that are available in the industry, and then get them in the apprenticeship programs. The program, the, the first year, first one they did was very successful. In fact, people were getting hired before they finished the program. And so they reduced it down to five weeks. We are now doing our 19th class while you're, while you're listening to this. And we have graduated uh, almost 220 people in the 18 classes that have gone through so far. And our success rate has been about 86%. So 86% of the graduates are going into the apprenticeship programs here in St. Louis. They're becoming carpenters. They're becoming electricians. They're becoming operating engineers. The, the program itself, very briefly, what we do is we recruit from mostly entities or agencies that are already in workforce development that are working with people that are looking for jobs. That's what I was going to ask you. What separates this when you say bring in people? How do you fill the top of the funnel here? Yeah. Well, when I, when, when I became the program director, I'm thinking, okay, I'm the only paid guy here. How am I going to do all this? And I started going back to my days in workforce development, and I started making contacts with the people that I knew and the agencies that I knew that were working with the demographics that we needed to work with. We work with agencies like Connections to Success. We work with Father Support Center. We work with uh, an entity in St. Louis that goes by the acronym of MOWIT, which is Missouri Women in the Trades. These are the kinds of agencies that are already working with the people we want to attract. So this here. is a real grassroots operation as far as how you find folks. There's not a big advertising campaign, or it's a lot of word of mouth. Yeah, I mean, we do a little advertising campaign, and I go out and make presentations all the time. I talk to, uh, I talk to groups. I talk to high school students. So, I mean, I'm doing some of the recruiting myself, but we, we really depend on those agencies to send uh, people to us. So if I'm a young person and I, if I'm a young person and this turns my crank and gets me involved, what happens then? How do I sign up? What happens once I express interest in it? There's a number of ways you can, you can get involved. First of all, let me talk about the qualifications. You have to be at least 18 have a high school diploma or GED, want to work in construction, want that career. Again, this isn't a job. It's not only us that are investing a lot of money in, in you. When you're in the apprenticeship programs, the contractors and the unions are investing a lot of money in you. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be a career. It's long term. And for our program, you need to take what are called work keys assessments, which is an assessment or a test that was developed by, this is going back 20 years now, ACT, mm -hmm. which is the same company that does the college entrance test. Right. Except what they're looking at are your work-related skills. So there's two tests that we look at. One is the math test, and one is what used to be called reading. Now it's called workplace documents. So as an example, if you're being tested, if you're in high school and you're being tested for your reading skills, more than likely you'll be given a chapter out of a book or you'll get a book and you're supposed to write back what it means, what it was, you talk about it in class. That's not what they're looking for at work. What they're looking for at work is that if, you get, if you're given some written material 
either in a paper format or on your phone electronically or even something posted on a board, that you can read it, understand it, and act according to what you read. That's what what you have to deal with on the job. So do I take these tests when I show up for the first day? Is this a pre-screening thing? Yes. So you can take the test at any of the local Missouri job service offices. Okay. So like at Slate, which is at 1520 Market, or you can go to the St. Louis County's Workforce Development Office, their main offices in the old Northwest Plaza at Lindbergh and St. Charles Rock Road. Just call them and tell them you're interested in the bud program. And you want to take the work keys test, and they'll get that set up. So that's if you want to just do it on your own. And then once you get all that taken care of, you can actually call me, and I'll give you my phone number in a little bit, or email me and let me know what you did. If you're working with an agency, though, you can continue to go through that agency. As an example, if you're a client of, let's say, Connections to Success, they're very familiar with the program, and they will work with you, make sure you get your work key scores and everything, and if you meet all the requirements, they'll actually fill the application out and send it to me. Nice. So we get uh, applications from all over, including people who are self-referred. The Wednesday before a class starts, I interview everybody that is qualified. And from those interviews, I need to whittle it down to 15, 16 people per class. And we do four classes per year. And so if you're selected, you come back the next Monday. And for the first week, it's an orientation week. And the people that run the orientation week uh, will do OSHA 10 training, which, which is a safety training. You get drug tested. They bring people in from the trades and from the contractors to talk to you about what it really takes to be successful in construction. Because everybody has their own concept about what construction is or what a construction worker does and this sort of injects some facts into that exactly. understanding exactly we have a, we have a gentleman come in and, and and spend several hours on labor history which m- most young people nowadays have no idea why they even qualify for for vacation pay or why they even get a pension or why they get overtime and all that kind of stuff so so that gentleman goes through that and he gets a lot of good questions because it does, it does open a lot of eyes. So that during that first week, it's a general exposure. There's a lot going on. We've got them from 7 in the morning until 3.30 in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. We also buy them their safety equipment, their helmets, their goggles and stuff. We buy them two pairs of pants, shirts, steel-toed boots, gloves. So they're ready for the next four weeks. And for the next four weeks, we take them around to five, six, seven of the training facilities with the apprenticeship programs here in the St. Louis metropolitan area. So they'll spend two to three days, as an example, with the carpenters. And then they'll maybe spend a couple days with the plumbers and pipe fitters. And then the next week, they might spend three days with the electricians. And then they'll spend a couple days up in Silex, Missouri, with the operating engineers. So they're getting, they're not only getting a much better sense of what it takes to be successful, they're starting to interact with the people who actually do the training. They're starting to form those relationships that we all need to form, especially when we're first getting into into the business. And they can start making rational decisions about what they really want to do 
when they graduate from the program. I would guess there are certain people, even after all your screening and everything, this is probably uh, eye-opening for some of the participants, too, that they get in and they're like, well, I thought this was going left, but it's going right, so I'm going to move on. I'm guessing you have a a little bit of drop out there, but that's probably not a bad thing that somebody doesn't waste their time getting into something they don't really care for. You're exactly right. We we tend to have very little dropout, though, because of the screening that we do, and especially working with the agencies, because I really don't want to talk to anybody that's not going to that's not going to stay in the program. So once I finish, what happens then? So that's a five week, full time, seven to three thirty every day, just like working, and all we do is pay you a lousy fifty dollar a week stipend while you're there. The sixth week we have a graduation, and at graduation it's a typical. We call you up. We give you a certificate. We stand there with you. Everybody takes your picture, and they smile, and and everybody claps. So we get that done. And then when that's over, um, we break out the food, and some people are eating, but there's also contractors there. And the contractors will sit down and start doing interviews with the graduates. We have had some of our graduates get job offers right there at graduation. Those contractors know what those people went through for five weeks and how we only paid them $50 a week while they, while they were there. So that impresses them, and it makes, it makes a difference. They know that they've been exposed to some of these apprenticeship programs. They know if they're looking for a carpenter, as an example, that the person across from the table who maybe six weeks ago knew nothing about carpentry, does know something about carpentry, is very interested in carpentry, wants to be a carpenter, and he or she really wants to go to work and, and, and go through the apprenticeship program, journey out, become a journey person, make good money. And when you're a journey person, you're a crafts person. Yeah. You know your craft, and that's important. And, and, and those of us in the St. Louis area who have been here almost all our lives, I've been here all my life except for, for college, we want to see our buildings and, and roads built by people from St. Louis. Uh, we want that money staying in St. Louis. We want that money being spent in St. Louis. And the only way we can do it is make sure we have a pipeline of new workers that are available to an industry like construction, which is fantastic as far as the wages, as far as the benefits, as far as the skills that you're learning. You're learning the trade that you can take with you your entire life. So, well, there are a lot of people that talk about the workforce need and talk about the workforce problem. It's great to hear about somebody in a group that is actually doing something because it is one person at a time. Right. It's one class at a time to really make this go. So you said earlier you were going to give your phone number. So if I am listening to this and I am a young person or I know a young person who could take advantage of this, what do I do? My phone number is 314-303-6082. And my email address is Russ, R-U-S-S, and then underline or underscore Signorino, S-I-G-N-O-R-I-N-O at yahoo.com. Now, if if it's something you're interested in, let me know. If you're a contractor looking for people, let us know. Maybe you want to come to the next graduation. We've got four of them coming up this year. So 
you might be able to do some recruitment. It, and we'll actually feed you while you're at the graduation, so, too. So, so, it, so, you know, free food and a couple of new employees. What more can you do? So it's afternoon? good for young people. It's good for the industry. It really helps make a connection to help people be successful. Russ, thank you so much. Thanks, Lance. Good to see you again, too. Same here. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.